Hi everyone, Rabbi David Tal here from Mishnah Study, Masichet Shavuot, Perek Het, Mishnah Vav. The final Mishnah of our Masichet continues to detail oaths taken by different Shomrim and making claims that are either claims of exemption or making claims that are claims of obligation and swearing falsely to what really happened. The Mishnah discusses under which circumstances uh, the oath will be considered a Shavuot Pikadon and when will it not be considered a violation of Shavuot Pikadon? And it's just important to keep in mind that the only time it could be a, a violation of Shavuot Pikadon is if the claim that he is offering is one that would exempt him from money, um, whereas the reality would have obligated him in money. Then the false oath is one that would deny the accuser, the, the, uh, the prosecution, um, money, and that's what Shavuot Pikadon is. And essentially, as we'll see at the end of the Mishnah, any situation where his claim would not lose out money for the person making the accusation, because either he would have been exempt anyway, or he uh, claimed made a claim that he would have been obligated. Um, so then uh, it, it was not a violation of Shavuot Pikadon. It's still a false oath, but it's not a violation of Shavuot Pikadon. We start with a uh, continuation of the Sho'el, of the borrower, and we remind ourselves that the Sho'el is obligated in all situations. Hechan Shori, a person says to a borrower, where is my ox? And the Sho'el responds, I have no idea what you're talking about. Essentially saying, I never borrowed anything from you. Now that claim is going to exempt him from having to pay anything because if he's denying the very borrowing, then there's, then there's nothing that he's going to have to pay back because he's basically saying, I never borrowed it. Um, this parallels what we saw earlier with the Shomer Hinam in Mishnah Gima. So if the Sho'el makes such a claim where he's trying to deny money to the, the, the one who is uh, prosecuting him, and one of the other five things reality, in reality happened, which the Sho'el would have been obligated, if the prosecution says, I make you swear, and the Sho'el takes an oath, then he is obligated for Shavuat Pikadon to pay the Keren, Chomesh, and the Korban Hashem, because as Bartiruna says, he denied that he was attempting to deny the person money, had he admitted to it, he would have been obligated. That closes the book on discussions about the Sho'el. The remainder of the Mishnah discusses the Nose Sachar and the Socher, the renter who is paying to, to use the object, and the Nose Sachar is one who is receiving um, payment for watching over the object. Again, because these guys are in the middle, they are receiving benefits either through the use of the object or through payment, but at the same time, they're not a full borrower of receiving all of the benefits because they are doing their duties or paying money for it. Um, hence, they sort of fall in the middle where they're obligated in some cases and not in others. Just to refresh our memories, they're obligated in the case of Geneva They're obligated in theft or lost objects, but they are not obligated if they were using the product normally and it met and it died or it was taken captive or it was injured. If something happened to it in the normal course of, the, of use, then that's not something that they need to have foreseen and it's not something that they're going to be liable for. So keeping that in mind, now we have all of the different permutations of how this could potentially go in terms of an oath. A person says to a paid watchman, or a renter, where is my ox? He told him the ox died. Now this is a claim that would have exempted him. And in reality, and in reality, it was either injured or taken captive, which means the reality would have also made him exempt. So again, here, he's not making a claim or taking an oath, which is going to lose him money because the reality would have made him exempt anyway. Hence, as we will see, it is going to be exempt from Shavuot Pikadon. 
Nishbar, if he makes a claim that it was injured, but in reality it died or was taken captive, all of these are exempt anyway. It will also be exempt from Shavuat Pikadon. Nishbar, if he makes the claim that it was taken captive, and it died or was injured. So again, all three are exempt, and this is going to be exempt from Shavuat Pikadon. Now we transition to cases where he claims Chayav, and it would anyway have been Chayav. Nignav, if he makes a claim that says it was stolen from me, which is a claim of obligation, this Nosei Sachar and Socher is going to have to pay in that situation, but in reality it was lost. So it's a false oath because he's not telling the truth of what happened, but either claim, the one that he makes, or the reality of what happened would have obligated him anyway. So it's not a Shavuat Pikadon situation because he's not being Kofer Mamon. He's not denying him any money. And the same for the reverse. Avad If it was lost, if he claims it was lost, but in reality it was stolen, both obligation claims. In all of these situations that we just listed, the ones of exemption to exemption or obligation to obligation, if he takes an oath, and he says it, Patur, he's going to be exempt from Chomesh and Korban because it is not a Shavuat Pikadon since his claim versus the reality is not a denial of money. The next section, Met, Onishbar, Onishba, However, if he makes a claim that the animal died or the animal was injured or the animal was taken captive, any one of those three claims is a claim that would exempt the Noseh Sachar or Socher. And in reality, what happened is one of the two claims that would make him chayav. In reality, it was either stolen or lost. If he makes him take an oath, and he says, yes, I take the oath, chayav. Then he is obligated for shivuat pikadon because he made one of the three claims that would have exempted him. In reality, one of the two things that would have obligated it happened. Therefore, his oath is one that is attempting to deny money to the prosecution. And therefore, he's obligated in shivuat pikadon in the situation of this false oath. What about the reverse? He makes a claim of avad onignav. He makes a claim that the item was lost or stolen, which is a claim that is going to obligate him. And he takes an oath on that. But in reality, what happened, what reality happened was it died or it was, or it was uh, taken captive or it was injured, which would have exempted him. So, this seems a little bit backwards. Why would anybody do this? But this is the case. He makes a claim of stolen or lost, which obligates him. But in reality, what happened was something that would have exempted him had he made that claim. So this seems a little bit backwards, but this is what the guy did. In this situation too, if he takes an oath, if the guy says, take an oath, and he says, yes, I take the oath, even though it's a false oath, for sure it's patur, says the Mishnah. Why? Because his claim is obligating himself money instead of making himself exempt, right? So he's definitely not a Shavu'ah over here, which is Kofer B'mamon, and hence it's not one that is violation of Shavu'at Pikadon. It's a false oath because he's denying the reality of what happened, but as far as Shavu'at Pikadon is concerned, since he's not denying him any money, quite the opposite, he's actually obligating himself money, he's going to be exempt from Shavu'at Pikadon. And in this, the Mishnah gives us two rules. This is the rule. Kol Anybody who changes the story from something which was obligated to something which was obligated, in other words, he makes a claim which obligates him and it was a different thing that happened, which anyway he would have been obligated. Or he makes a claim of one exemption, but in reality, whatever would have happened would have exempted him anyway. So it's not a denial of money. Or from an exemption to an obligation. In other words, he makes a claim 
that would obligate him, even though the reality would have exempted him. In all three of these versions, we say, patur, he's exempt from shivuat pikadon because he's not denying the person money. The only case is, if he changes from what really happened, which was a chova, something that would have obligated him, and makes a claim of petur, which is something that would have exempted him, that's a denial of money, chayav, then he is going to be obligated in shivuat pikadon. The Mishnah then finds a way to phrase this klal in an even simpler way. It says, this is the rule, anybody who takes an oath in order to make his situation more lenient, such as not having to pay, and in reality he would have had to pay, then he's liable for shifuat pikadon. If he takes an oath to be stringent on himself, even though it's a false oath, he's going to be exempt. It's been a pleasure teaching you Masachet Shavuot. I hope you learned these concepts really well. Continue to go over them. Hazak, hazak, vinit hazek. Telchum echayel el hayel. And onward and upward to the next masichet.